Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready Player Two, we are so disorganised, we haven't been here for like, oh, a year. Lewis, how long's it been? Uh, about a month, I think a year is a, uh, an over-exaggeration. Give or take. It's a yearish. Give it's or take, year-ish. 12 months. We're back, we're here, as everybody possibly heard, if you, if you heard the last episode, we've got to lament a little bit because we uh, lost Dave on the last episode. It's we've taken us mourning. a little while to regroup. Yeah, we're, we were in mourning for a while, uh, we were all wearing black. I was like, uh, weeping widowed by his grave. It was very difficult. It was very difficult for all of us. Well, uh, I say for that reason, grave. someone's grave. Well, yeah, I don't think he's dead. <laughs> I don't think it's actually whose grave was it. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. There anyway, we, wasn't we, happy. we teased that we were going to come back bigger, better, and stronger than ever with an amazing new host, uh, but they couldn't do it, so we got Ross back. Hello, Ross of a bell bag. See, I knew it was about time, right? Because we've been through a couple of phases, yeah? We've been through phases of killing off hosts. <laughs> so, we I mean, they've been dropping like flies, really, haven't they? All so, it was about them. time that we whipped out some necromancy and brought one of them back to life. And I feel that's what like what we've done. I think that's pretty good. But you've gone off and you've done the whole, like, responsible adult thing for a little while, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I have a mortgage now. You've got a mortgage? Oh, no. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. See, I'm laughing in kind of... Um, Sympathy. In a, in, a jo- in, a, in a jovial, sympathetic way, because yeah. I've got one too. Yeah. And it's one of for having... It's just... God, what do we do to ourselves? It's fun being grown up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sucked into capitalism like a <laughs> fucking idiot. It's unbelievable. You you will have heard from the lack of utter squeaking and pterodactyl noises that we've got Noelle this week, because she's busy being a grown-up as well. Is but she, rest though? Assured, what, she rest, Well, I don't know. She might be laughing. She's laughing. <laughs> she might be laughing. So... Uh, she's busy doing other things. That's probably the better way of putting it. So, uh, so we don't we don't have her. But rest assured, we haven't killed her yet. Uh, so that's that's a, a, a positive. Unless this live action roleplay goes very wrong. I guess well, you don't know. I, I've not done it myself personally. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been assured that it's not often deadly. But There's only I, uh, one. I suppose it depends what type of lard you use. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen yet, Dave's gruff fizzog is all over the front of the GameSpot website, proving once again that we are a launchpad to greatness. And I say once again, meaning once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there we was are... one other person. I forget who, but... Well, Ciro. 
He's not on the front of any websites, is he? I mean, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. He may be. There's some very dark websites out there. Oh well, yeah, well, actually, that is totally <laughs> true. He's uh, he's prolific on the deep web, really, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know what sites he's got his face on or other parts. So we're here. We're here. The, the three the three people that can make it and the three important people. Let's face it. Here at the moment, Elle's obviously important, but she's laughing. So well, whatever. So we're gonna try and be a little bit more frequent. And by a little bit more frequent, do you know what? When we Fuck can be off. We've been really frequent for ages. We just had a break. <laughs> it's summer. It's been hard work the kids have been home from school by the time i get home from work and i finally managed to wrestle the kids into bed i'm just like you know what fuck this noise i can't be bothered <laughs> pretty sure that's not <laughs> how you get kids into bed yeah oh gosh you, you ain't got three kids oh, i suppose it depends if your name is chris benoit or anymore <laughs> no 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 didn't he shoot them no permanent sleep that's not the way to get them in that's a way just, <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't suggest it as a good way no depends on if you like your kids or not it's, yeah yeah that went very dark very quickly. So <laughs> it's hard work. It is. It is hard working in summer holidays. So and and I'm not even at home with them all day long. <laughs> I'm just I'm just at work. And then I rock up and I'm just like, oh, I've only seen you for five minutes. I don't want you already. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Still being awake? Look, I want my food on the table and my kids dead. <laughs> that's 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 the order that this, that this needs to happen in. And then I'll be fine. That is a quote that has been tweeted. <laughs> so. Obviously, since it's been a month and a bit, we've, we've played loads of games, right? No. There was a conspicuous silence there for a moment. <laughs> I, I hadn't until, like, last week, but I've been keeping it real with some up-to-date shiz biz. So, I think I'm okay. I've got myself covered. Lewis? Nah, not really. Okay, excellent. You played a horror game, Rich. I'm disappointed there is no face cam this time. Well, it was on the PS4, and other people were there. But yeah, it, it's, it's difficult. I haven't got anything to record the PS4 with. And, in fact, I don't have a PS4, so... <laughs> <laughs> Under normal circumstances, uh, can't record it. Fair enough. But uh, no, I'll talk about that in a bit. Anyway, what is the first game? What is the most exciting game that people have been playing in the month that we've been gone? Blurt it out. Arkham Knight. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Still haven't played it. No, me neither. Mostly, mostly because I'm a PC gamer and I don't like pain. Yeah, I have a console. I finished it. Well, I say finished it. I'm not ever going to do all like 280 odd Riddler challenges. They can get to fuck. So Ross, I thought you were an achievement whore. I am, but not that much. You've changed. <laughs> You've changed since you've been away. There's too Having many. Having kids has softened you. 280 odd Riddler challenges is too many. So you mean you don't want the real In Bunny Ears ending? <laughs> whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Right, so two problems. Firstly, there's a different ending if you get all the Riddler. Supposedly. Is that true? Supposedly. Mm. No way. You get to fight secondly, the these, are, big mech these suit. aren't just collectibles, are they? You've actually got to do challenges to get a chunk of them. Yeah, you have to use your brain to figure stuff out. Oh, fuck that noise. I when does ba- do Batman that. doesn't use his brain? He punches people. <laughs> got gadgets for it. Oh, you throw a batarang at it. Job, job done. <laughs> That's how I tried to solve a lot of them, to be fair. If at first you don't succeed, throw a batarang at it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would be the Batman that just went, do you know what, fuck this noise, and found the Riddler and just walked around with a batarang to his head going, fucking open it. He's Man. got a massive mech suit. What, the Riddler? Yeah. Seems unfair. You get to fight him a little bit when you complete like the first set of challenges, and then he says, actually, Batman, to, do, to fight me properly, you're going to have to complete all of my challenges, and then fucks off. What? Yeah. So basically, the Riddler get a mech suit? Yeah, so the Riddler is basically Lex Luthor. Basically, yeah, he is. Badass. I know. Lex Riddler? <laughs> it's a very good game, though. I can't wait for you PC people to actually play it. Oh, I've heard... Now, I've, well, I'm, it's not going to happen for me. Not for a while. I'm, no. I still need to upgrade my PC. I must admit, it's... Well, mine's creaking at the seams a little bit already, because I got uh, I got bought GTA 5 for my birthday, because as everybody knows, I'm a skinflint, and... Uh, <laughs> So I didn't have it for ages and ages, and Hannah bought it for me for my birthday, and I was like, oh, guys, this is never going to run on my PC. Lo and behold, it does, which I was extremely surprised about, but not just that, it runs really well, Hmm. with, with pretty high graphics on as well. 
every now and again, if you're driving really, really fast, the roads don't load in time, <laughs> which is interesting for everybody involved. Because if I'm playing online and they're in my car, I have zero idea where I am. <laughs> Just careering towards a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there's been some interesting crashes. But no, I that that's a great game. But no, I don't think Arkham Knight is gonna is gonna cut the mustard on my Q6600 that I'm still rocking in my PC. It's a bit odd though. Why do they have the, the settings? Surely they can make it so everyone can play it. I know the PC master. To be perfectly that, honest, a Q6 the Q6600 processor. I can't remember exactly the year that it came out. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure that it was early to mid Xbox 360 generation. Okay. So if you think about it like that, if you think that this is a a generation of processor that was out right at the beginning of the last generation of consoles, Mm. it's had a pretty good innings. So basically what you're saying is you bought your processor before any of your children were born. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had this PC for just over seven years now. It's your oldest child. Yeah, this is my oldest child. And when it dies, I don't don't know what I'm going to do with myself. (laughs) There there may be a funeral. (laughs) That's got to go on YouTube. <laughs> what is it? The funeral for my PC. The problem that I've got is I'm going to have to do open heart surgery on it first. It's got, it's got a donor card because there's some things in it that are actually okay. So it's only going to be like some of it that's laid to rest. If and you the rest can get a head-mounted camera, you can do that for a YouTube video like um, Surgeon Simulator. Surgeon Simulator detecting my PC? Yeah. Yeah, but as I previously mentioned, I need to use some of it. Keep it plugged in and then make it like a real live <laughs> oh <my> operation. <laughs> This seems like a really bad idea. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It seems like a bad idea. And pretty much the only thing that's gonna flatline is gonna be rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have enough problems with spinning fans as it is. Think of the views, though, Rich. Anybody with a beard who's ever put their face inside a PC knows the pain. <laughs> they, know, they, they know a running yes. PC. They, they know the, they know the, the, the risk that you run there. Can confirm. All right, so Arkham Knight. Obviously, it's not the newest game in the world anymore, but <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> Loving? Loving it? It's pretty loved it. It's the best of three, but I kind of... It's a little bit too big. Now, by three, are you discounting Origins completely? Yeah, I don't mind Origins, but it wasn't canon as such. Right, okay. It's the three, but yeah. Um, I kind of missed the the more intimate setting of, like, Arkham Asylum. Mm. I've got to admit, I I did in City as well. Mm. And not that I disliked City by any stretch but it, it it felt like I was just gliding around all over the place and I, I was thinking oh, I could be creeping right now yeah like it's the same I would be doing the same thing in Asylum but I would be creeping along a shorter corridor yeah and then beating people up instead I'm gliding and then I'm beating people up there's a lot of use of the car in this which got a lot of people quite angry I don't mind it it's, it's fairly why, easy to why, control. why would it make people angry just because it's a lot of like go to this point do this it's it's a game mechanic isn't it it's just yeah, yeah. Get one place to another. Some of that will glide there, basically, because there's no fast travel. But but you've got to have the Batmobile. The thing is, is people going to complain that there isn't? And now in 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 Asylum, it made perfect sense. Hmm. You can't take a Batmobile <laughs> into a fucking <laughs> you know into a big house. Because um, that just doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, but City, it was it kind of didn't make a lot of sense that it wasn't in City. Well, no, because no. a lot of City was quite closed off anyway for different reasons. So hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean a lot of. Arkham City, the actual area, or what was the new Arkham Asylum, yeah. um, was all boarded off. So you couldn't mm. physically drive a car into it. You had to sneak in. Yeah. It's not bad. One of the DLC packs for it gives you the uh, Michael Keaton Batman and Bat... Um, oh, I've seen that, Batmobile. yeah. The problem with that is you can't turn that Batmobile into the tank. So it's fairly pointless. Oh. Yeah. So you basically okay. just have a car. Yeah. <laughs> have I seen that you can get the Tumblr as well from the newer Batman films? Oh, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm mod. sure that'll be a, 
I think that might be a PC mod. Yeah, it'll probably be a DLC at some point. I'm pretty sure you, there's the 60s Batmobile as well. Huh, cool. Is one of the DLCs. Oh, the proper bubble top one. <laughs> I think so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And the Game-a-beal. Adam West outfit. <laughs> Adam West. Is he ever so slightly flabby as well? <laughs> With absolutely, absolutely no muscle tone whatsoever. <laughs> Looks like paunch. I'm still waiting for them to be able to pull off Robin successfully in a, in a serious Batman game. Not Nightwing. Because you can get away with that. Yeah. yeah. But like Robin. He's, he's not too bad in Arkham Knight, actually. He's quite. Um, really? He's got a, quite a good story in it. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Because you could play it in City. You could play Robin in City, couldn't you? Mm. And I never had that DLC. So it wasn't that I'm great. not sure. He he only he only rocked up as a as like a bit character. Yeah. Okay. Did he have entire sections like Catwoman did? No. Not that I oh, remember. Oh, because it was like an either-or, the DLC, for, for Robin and Catwoman. You either got the Catwoman one or you got the Robin one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I had the Catwoman one. Yeah, I had yeah, the Catwoman, Catwoman one as well. Yeah. But so in this, he works out okay, isn't he? Not just a whiny... Which just... Now, I'm going to sound really geeky here, but which Robin is it? It's not Jason Todd. Dick Grayson? Um, Although he's he prop, he, the proper Robin. Because he, he would have been Nightwing, eventually. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of going a bit too Batman-y, but... No, Nightwing's in the game. Well, how can... Yeah, you can't be Dick Grayson if Nightwing's in the game. Well, Dick Grayson is the second one? Yeah, second one. Do you want a massive spoiler? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? It's been out for ages. Jason Todd, who was Robin, is the Arkham Knight. That makes sense. He's kidnapped by the Joker, turned against Batman, becomes the Arkham Knight, tries to kill Batman. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So that's... Uh, yeah, that's what happens in the in that that's kind of canon. Uh, is it? Mm. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I've seen. I've. I've. Have I read the comics? I well, think I've read the, the comic where he gets killed. Floated for the new film as well. I'm pretty sure that I've read the comic where he gets killed, where Jason Todd gets killed, because yeah. Joker basically just beat bludgeons him to death, doesn't he? In the story, Jason Todd gets killed by uh, the Joker, who mm. is then resurrected by Ra's al Ghul in some magic pool. Um, he then goes yeah, mad, and he actually becomes oh, a Joker, not, isn't it? It's not Red Robin. It's one of the oh, other the Red Hood. Yeah, Red. No, not is it Red Hood? Red Hood's arrow, isn't it? Um, I think he becomes he he becomes like Red Hood anyway. I'm pretty sure that Joker was Red Hood, like originally. Anyway, fuck it. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? We're, we're we're probably getting way off topic here. Point is, point is, it's a good game. Yes. Yeah, it's got cool characters in it, and it's vaguely canon, so it's Kanan canon, whatever. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Lovely. And is it long enough? What's the what's the kind of length of the main? If you're not too worried about going overboard with the collectibles, what's the what's the length of the main campaign? Um, if you just do the main story, I'd say it's about ten, twelve hours. You can so about can standard. Fly for it quicker, but there's lots of side stuff. But it yeah, it took me about 30, 40 hours altogether. It, but how much of that was collectibles? Well, I've, I've, the only thing I've got left to do, I'm ninety eight percent complete, and I've got all okay. the Joker stuff to do, but. You have to follow like Deadshot and all the other. You have to catch the Penguin and catch Two Face, and there's loads of different side side stories, but they all kind of merge into one. So, so the next thing is is and the that's the only real question. The question I've got: How over the top serious is it? Does it take itself too seriously? Only as serious as the other two. But the other, yeah, like it's not it's not majorly serious. It got away with it, I think, because it was the it was the comic uh, the cartoon voices and the cartoon actors that did it, wasn't it? Apart from, it's not Mark Hamill doing the jo- Joker in this one, is it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Was it oh, Mark is it, it's Hamill? Back to it. I, th- yeah. I wasn't sure if it was Mark Hamill or Nolan North. Uh, it could be. Well, it was Mark Hamill in the first two. Yeah. Yeah, because Nolan North... I know that much. I, I remember watching a video of Nolan North doing, uh, reading out one of the excerpts from, I think it was a Killing Joke. Ah, uh, right, okay. And he did an absolutely amazing job of it. Hmm. 
We're, we are proper <laughs> getting into the Batman geekery. <laughs> Quick, somebody veer off. Lewis, what have you been playing? Fallout 3. Yeah! Wait, what? That's old. <laughs> no, have you uh, been modding it or just playing it raw? No, I've been playing bareback. it on the... Uh, yep, bareback. Uh, I've been playing it on the 360 again. Wow. So to- the, the very peak of graphical graphical ability there. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me. Although I... That's because the graphics don't bother me either. Yeah. No, and it didn't bother me. I, I must admit, I don't remember the graphics in that game bothering me at all. No, nah, not at all. But if I look at screenshots now, I remember thinking, it didn't look that bad. It looks very brown. <laughs> I look I look at screenshots of people playing Fallout 3 unmodded now, and I'm just like, it didn't look that bad. Not when I, when I was playing it, I'm sure it didn't. And this, everybody's just like, yeah, those are the stock graphics. In fact, that's the, that's as high as it will go. Does it stand up, Lewis? Because, oh, yeah, it does I went to play it on PC and had a real problem with it does not play well on Windows 7 or newer? Uh, no, I did find that it was really buggy on Windows 7, so I just, uh, or Windows 8, but, um, I, which is why I stick to playing it on, um, on the Xbox, so. Yeah, well, I think I played Fallout 3 originally on the Xbox 360. It was, it was New Vegas I played on the PC. I, I, to be fair, I'm just trying to play through to get some of the achievements that I missed on the first playthrough, so, like, playing it with... Uh, bad karma and all that oh, right. sort of yeah, yeah. jazz. Are you building towards doing New Vegas and then ready for yeah. four? Yeah, I'm only going to play the core games. So I can't be bothered to go through or do all the DLC as well. So. No, I never did any. I think I did two of the DLCs, but I, I just never... The, I'm, the, no, I'm, not, I'm not a DLC guy. Don't get me wrong. They're great, but there's just a lot of it to play because they, yeah, they add like... So much to get the, the games... Uh, sorry, the each expansion adds between like four and five hours. Yeah, and it's five expansions per game. So yeah, yeah, that's an awful lot. So are you are you uh, of the mindset that Fallout Three was the better one, or that New Vegas was the better one? Probably Fallout Three because it was the first one in the in Fallout the universe that I played. So or the new universe that I played. Um, yeah, I suppose. And New Vegas didn't feel like a massive kind of departure from that. step forward. So yeah, I know what hmm. you mean. I I thought the New Vegas was such a just a way more polished game. Yeah. It just felt more natural to me. Mm. I think they'd just gone. They just put a lot of work into it. It didn't feel like a bolt-on. You know how sometimes you'll get like your Assassin's Creed revelations or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That just feel or the your Arkham Origins, where they they're just trying to they're using the existing game engine and they're trying to bolt on an additional game mm. before the next big release. And that was what I thought New Vegas was going to be, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like that at all when I was actually playing it. No, so they feel like thinking, two separate games, don't they? Definitely. Yeah, they're totally, totally separate, and it's, so, it's such a completely different storyline, different areas. Everything's completely different. Mm. I think it was brilliant. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna seg nicely from that into Fallout Shelter because I've been playing Fallout Shelter. We all have. Yep. Uh, we've too. all been playing Fallout. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I tried playing this. I've got a Galaxy Note. I, because I like to keep it relevant with everything with uh, technology nowadays, you'd never know that I used to be um, an Android developer. <laughs> 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 so I've got a Galaxy Note 2 that is still my phone and it's still going strong. And I thought with a nice big screen on that, that I'd be able to play Fallout Shelter without a problem. Mm. Uh, it would be great. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard to play it on a screen that size. I mean, it is a mobile game, and it is possible to do it. Yeah. But I feel like the game's bigger than the phone. Like, there's so much going on in the game. And actually, a lot of the time, you've got to be really quick. There's no pause button. No. So you've got to be really quick. The other thing that I found really irritating on the phone is the bloody notifications. Because I think it took me about four or five days 
to work out that when it sends me a notification going, fuck me, something's happening in your vault, I don't need to panic immediately <laughs> because that thing doesn't actually start happening until I load the game up. Yeah. So I didn't know that originally. So I'm like in the middle of work and I'm on a phone call to somebody. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so you just need to turn it off and, shit, I've got to go! <laughs> right? And they're left, they're left with a computer that's off. They don't know what to do next. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, yeah, that really screwed me up, and I actually got kind of irritated with it mm. because I felt like I was being pressured into playing the game. <laughs> Once I worked out that actually it's just telling me that something's going to happen, so next time I load in, yeah, you know, this stuff You're will be prepared. kind of queued up. Yeah, then I was okay. Yeah, it's not so bad, but I didn't enjoy it as much on the phone. But then I got, um, I saw a, and I already knew about this, but actually I, I didn't even think to do it until I saw Byron post on Facebook. Um, that he'd been playing Fallout Shelter using BlueStacks. So if you don't know what BlueStacks is, BlueStacks is, it's not an emulator, but think of it like an Android emulator that runs on your PC. So it effectively brings up Android on your PC, on top of Windows. So it's not like you don't have to dual boot or do any of that stupid stuff. It's just an application that runs inside Windows and you can install games. You get the Play Store with it and you can just use it like a regular uh, Android tablet. But you've got a massive screen. And if you've got a touchscreen device, whatever your Windows device is, if you've got a touchscreen laptop, then it works with touchscreen as well. Mm. And you can install Fallout Shelter in that. Oh, that is how you play that game. That is full screen, 24-inch Fallout Shelter, high definition. That's how you play that game. That, that completely changed it for me. I bought a load of lunchboxes. Yeah. Killed all my vault dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of water. Everybody got radiated. <laughs> that's the only thing that's a bit annoying, because if you completely stuff up your vault, all of those things that you've bought, they're gone. Yeah. Completely gone. So it's not like they're reusable in any way, shape, or form. But no, it's, it's really entertaining. I must admit, I've gone off it a little bit now. It seems to be a bit flash in the pan for me. I'll play it for a while, and then I just kind of like, oh, no, I don't know, I can't be bothered. It seems quite repetitive. It's what about you? Are you guys still playing it, or...? Off and on, like you, pretty much. Yeah, again, off and on, predominantly because I've spent maybe about £20 on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a full game for Lewis now. Well, if you've had a full game's worth of time out of it, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah? I think the key thing for me is, because I am I play it on a huddle, um, Oh yeah, yeah. so I don't have to worry about um, being online or anything with it, because it is entirely offline. Right. right, okay. So, whereas a lot of games now are, you have to have a network connection of some description to play them. So, yeah. like uh, Hearthstone, for instance, uh, to play. Yeah, it that's on, true. On well, I think they were smart with that because tablets a lot of the time don't have, and you know, who, who's got a tablet with a fucking three G connection in it? Well, yeah, exactly. Me. So, I. <laughs> <laughs> I have an iPad too. I can do nothing anymore, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was kind of holding out for, was to be able to play it on Android on a, a bigger screen. So I think it's a really interesting thing, because they brought it out, and when they released it, when they did the whole kind of press release thing at E3, and they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, we've made this, we've made this other uh, mobile game, uh, it's going to be coming out soon, there's a store on it, you don't have to buy anything if you don't want to, and yeah, it's just a fun little thing. And you made it. He made. He, he didn't downplay it, but it's he, made it sound like it's just a kind of. Oh yeah, this, it's a little fun thing that you can play. And then suddenly it blows up into this mega storm of money. Oh yeah. That it's now one of the most highly, highly grossing games on the App Store now. Completely, isn't it? I think I read somewhere that it's made more money than Fallout Three. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. 
So, I mean, talk about, I mean, this is such a brilliant way of, of building up momentum for, you know, getting people into the universe of Fallout mm. and building up a little bit of momentum ready for Fallout 4. I didn't get the impression that they realised that this was going to happen, though. No. I didn't think that they were prepared for it. Because, I mean, people who got it really early on said there were loads of problems with the store. They couldn't buy lunchboxes properly because it kept crashing. And, you know, the, the websites were being hammered and this, that, and the other. And it's just like, you get the impression that this is something that they've done for a bit of fun. That's just exploded into something that was much, much bigger. Yeah, they didn't realise a lot of resources would have to be behind it. <laughs> yeah, well, but fair play. And hopefully they're going to get loads of money out of it. And it's going to make more people aware of Fallout. Because I think there's probably a lot of people that think that Fallout's more of a hardcore game, mm. and it's not really for them because it's not. It's got a bit of a barrier to entry, I think, because yeah. it's such a massive thing to do. It's like Skyrim. Mm. You'd never find a, a casual gamer, and I say casual gamer because I'm a casual gamer. But for somebody who's never played an Elder Scrolls game, looking at something like Skyrim or something and thinking, I I only play games a couple of hours a week. That is a daunting prospect. Something like Skyrim that's like 80 plus hours to get through, and you're like. I don't think I want to play this. <laughs> yeah, my wife plays a bit of Rayman, a bit of Lego, but she'd never touch Skyrim or Fallout. No, exactly. And it's they're, they're the kind of people that want to get 10 minutes worth of gratifying play. Mm, yeah. And they, they don't want, a, you know, a 30-minute barrier to having to ride your horse somewhere to do something. <laughs> they just want to get it right into the action, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. So this is, this is appealing to those kind of people. But as a knock-on effect, might get them into Fallout and then they might end up buying Fallout 4. So as a marketing strategy, mm, very, yes. very smart. Mm. On the flip so- on the flip side of that, though, it has made me realise that I would quite happily play a full kind of PC version of a, uh, a Dweller a Vault simulator. That's so a resource can, management game. Yeah, so like a resource management kind of spreadsheet vault dweller yeah yeah well that's kind of what this is but i think that you're, you're saying that basically they turned it into a pc game so a kind of more souped up edition of that yeah yeah mm. so yeah 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 like the sims but fallout edition oh that's a good idea oh, that's a great see that's a great money. idea but this is where they can branch out now i think this is the first branching out kind of thing that they've done with the fallout franchise mm. and and probably because they didn't realize that it would work in any other format but it really has yeah so well you never you never know you're going to possibly see all kinds of other stuff yeah. Okay, Ross, what else have you been playing? Um, I've played The Witcher 3, but that's quite old news now. I've finished that and Dave talked about it a fair bit. Good? Entertaining? Very good, yeah. I'm not really massively into those sort of games. Yeah, that's why I'm interested. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I played it a lot and it's got great beard physics. It's always did, a, great beard physics. Always a plus. <laughs> have you played the previous games? I played the second one for about five minutes and really didn't go on with the controls. So I thought, man, I'm not, I'm not playing this. I started trying to play the second one, and for yeah. whatever reason, I can't remember. I don't. Th- I didn't carry on with it. I didn't play it for very long. Hmm. So I mean, I'm just interested to know whether it's worth because loads of people have said, oh, you don't need to play the other ones to play this one. Uh, no, you don't really need to play the, the stories. I've like I said, not played the first one. Only just started the second, but you kind of get caught up as you're going through the story. It, it tells you things that have happened before and decisions that right, have been made. So it brings you up to speed with what's been going on. And the, the burning question is, how was the frying pan quest? The frying pan quest? Was, was that good? Because <laughs> that's the one that everybody's been talking about. Did you not do the frying pan I quest? I would be very that. disappointed. I haven't, I haven't done that one, no. There's a quest in that game where basically a woman has uh, had a frying pan stolen. Oh, yes. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to find her frying pan. Yeah. Well, you have to break the, into a house and uh, all the bizarre things to put in a game. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't think what the f- what is going on with this. But that was to... good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, I'm playing it on console, obviously. I don't play anything on PC. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. It works that's all fine. Right. We we understand that you're a console player. Anything else? What else yeah, Madden 16. 
Oh, Lewis, what you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> is Madden 16 new? Is that a new one? Yes, it's this year's one. Uh, it's got. I've actually. Of... Uh, yeah, sorry, carry on. It's got a couple of new modes in it. One of them's called Draft Champions. Okay. Where um, you pick a, like a base team, so you pick a head coach, and you get assigned a certain amount of players from that, and then you have to go through 15 rounds of a draft. But you get the option of three players, so you get the option of a wide receiver, a running back, or a quarterback. Lewis knows what I'm talking about. Yep. And then, I was um, just just about to say you might as well be speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you no pick, idea. say you pass up a really good quarterback in the first round of the draft, you might not then get another quarterback for the rest of the draft. Okay. So you have to be kind of careful. <laughs> it's it's really annoying because it always gives you three really good players, and you think, well, if I pass up these two, I might not get another player of that position of that ability. Now, so one thing like... that I've always thought that, that they could do in a game like this, and stop me because they may have already done it, I know a lot of people play fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah? And you and Lewis have done this before, haven't you? Yeah. Is there a way of playing an integrated fantasy football that actually feeds from real-life games that have been played? Oh, so... Like, how, so how like good a, would it an, be? An yeah. NFL cha- uh, football manager? Yeah. But it's built into the game. Where it, it feeds, you know, it downloads the latest uh, results, and as a mini game mm. with all the people that you've got, like on your friends list and online, you can have a built-in, um, like football manager-style kind of fantasy football league, and maybe get like achievements or bonuses or whatever. Level up your players in the game because you've picked a good team or something like that. That doesn't exist. But if a football manager Madden came out, oh, you'd no one would ever see me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. But I'm talking about just built into like a normal Madden game, just as an extra mode. After every round of games, Madden releases an update for like the player abilities go up and down depending on what they've done in the past week. Oh, that's quite interesting. I didn't realise that. So it's already it's already feeding from live stats. Oh yeah, so they, I mean, they could do that kind of thing. Yeah, like if a guy gets two hundred yards rushing, his his rushing ability will go up in the game the week after. You get a, just it will just update automatically for you. See, they're missing something there. I don't even play these games, and they I've just I've just come up with that. They they can have that. <laughs> they can have that. You you patent that, Ross, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be quids in. I'm gonna register the website right now. So it's good. It's enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's, it's there's a couple of bugs, but then there always is with sports games. Like players just walking into other players and giving fouls away and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> is this a now? Is it the same as any other Madden game? The basic gameplay is the same, but then it's it's of a sport, so the, the basic gameplay will always be the same. It's yeah, try yeah. and score. But um, th- there's more like when you try when your receiver tries to catch the ball, you get four different options now, so you can press the corresponding button to that, and it that relates to how you catch the ball and if you run after it, if you catch it with a flashy catch and. Stuff like that. It's, it's more... It's getting more to do rather than just playing the football. Yeah, because there's two different schools... I mean, I'm not that interested in sports games and stuff, but <laughs> there's, there's two different schools of thought with, with these kinds of things that I've seen. There's the FIFA school of thought, which is effectively you're releasing the same game every year, and it's different teams and different different lineups and all the rest of it, and it pretty much is the same game. It's just slightly different with slightly better graphics, and oh, look, the grass is really nice and stuff like that. Um, and then you've got the wrestling games. Which simulations. Keep keep trying uh, keep trying to, to change things up and change the control schemes and trying to do different things and sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses. Mm. And you I suppose that's the risk element because if you try and change something that is tried and true. But I, one of the reasons I don't like sports games is because every sports game you ever play is exactly the bloody same as the previous <laughs> ones. You know? Yeah, but that that's that's the issue, isn't it? It's that the basic thing cannot be changed because it's 
got aping something that's real in real life. Yeah, well, what they've got to do is they've got to add a freaking zombie. <laughs> That's what they've got to do, you know? Zombie Call of Duty. Football. Exactly. <laughs> Call it, you, you imagine that you add in a mode to that where every now and again a spectator manages to break through the, the like boarding and stuff and they're a zombie. So you're adding like this element where if you, one of your players gets caught by a zombie, they become a zombie and suddenly you've got quarterbacks running around trying to grab balls and stuff, but there's also <laughs> zombies on the field. You know, wouldn't be that be so much... Yeah, that would be brilliant. One thing they have done, there was a couple of bugs in last year's game where um, occasionally your players would just be like mini, like actually really, really tiny. <laughs> or suddenly massive, like they dominate the screen. There's a thing called gauntlet mode where you go through different training things. And one of them now is to take on 11 mini players. Right. You control the, you control the 11 mini players and you have to try and stop this guy from scoring a touchdown. Or you take on the monster player where you try and just sack the quarterback as, uh, as quickly as you can. So is this them them doing a, a send up of their own bug? Yes, basically. Oh, uh, that's quite so nice. We saw what you said about it, and here it is in the game. Yeah, oh, I quite like that. That's quite cool. And Rich, you you should, you should look for that thing I've just put in the chat there. Monster League Football it sounds right up your alley. Ah, uh, see, I'm I'm channeling uh, Death Bowl. Good. I, yeah. I think that's I think that's where I'm going with it. I think I'd love to see a, a professional, like a serious uh, football game or, a, or any sports game mm. that then sends itself up by adding something like a zombie mode or, or just like exploding ball mode or something like that. That would oh, just be brilliant. Yeah, Mutant League Football had um, uh, landmines on the field and stuff like that. It's brilliant. Speedball. <laughs> yeah, yes. NFL speedball. Oh, that's good. that's the way to go. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, Lewis, what else have you been playing? Just sticking with mobile games for a bit. I've been playing a couple. So I tried Hitman Go. Okay. Which is interesting but quite tricky. It's like a Hitman puzzle game. Okay. okay. So you effectively play as a, a Hitman amiibo. Okay. <laughs> right. And you have to slide your way around um, like a set route. So you can go multiple paths, but you have to make sure that you don't get caught by like a guard amiibo or... <laughs> a guard amiibo? Yeah, it's pretty good, but again, it's quite tricky, and I got quite frustrated, so I stopped playing it. <laughs> I'm just looking at the screenshots for this. Now, it doesn't look that great, but also it's three ninety nine on the Play Store. I picked it up cheap, so... See, I've been put off Hitman games, because the last one was curried ass. <laughs> yeah. Really this, is, this is kind of going along the, the route of what Bethesda wanted to do, or have done with Fallout Shelters, so they've taken an original, an already existing... IP mm. and kind of trans like transformed into something different. That yeah, might made, to a, different made a slightly made a the same a similar sort of premise, but in a different kind of play style. Yeah. So it's it looks like Hitman Sabutio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's quite accurate. But um, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's um it's quite interesting. It's quite entertaining to play. Again, there are built-in kind of you can buy additional levels or you can buy hints or this, that, and the other. So, yeah. All right. Okay, that sounds good-ish. I don't think it's something that I'm going to want to play. I'm going to jump to one of my games because this, for me, is like super exciting. And this is the first time that I've actually played for a solid amount of time a game on one of the newest generation of consoles. So, go me. <laughs> how long, how long have you been out now? I saw you playing PS4. Yeah, how long have they been out now? These the PS4. A uh, couple years. Two years. That's about right for me. That's about right. <laughs> that makes about, that makes sense. So I've been playing Until Dawn. Have you guys seen this? The new horror game. Yeah, yeah, it's a horror game. So this is like, and it sets itself up really well. I'd seen nothing about this because I don't bother looking at PS4 games or anything like that. But um, my wife's brother came over and he was just like, "I've got a PS4 and I've got a new game. Do you want me to bring it over?" And I was just like, 
are you bringing beer? And he goes, yeah. I was just like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, we're done. Uh, and we, so we turned this thing on at 7.30 and started playing it. Instead of watching a movie, because normally when we get people over, we have some beers watching a movie. We thought, well, this is kind of a movie-esque game, so let's play this. Hasn't it got a couple of movie star people in it? Yeah, it does. It's got it's got some big people in it. It's got ha- uh, Hayden Pantsface, whatever she's called. <laughs> yeah, Pantsanieri. And, um, <laughs> and that dude that plays the evil bastard in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But yeah, he's in it too. But um, we started playing this at 7.30. Instead of watching a movie, we stopped at just gone 2am. Jesus. And when No, we've got to stop now. <laughs> we can't play this anymore. We've got work tomorrow. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and it was just... It, sets, it starts off, and it kind of, it's a bit off-putting to start with, because the, uh, the, the voice acting, the lip-syncing, yeah. is ever so slightly off. Mm, that always takes me straight out. I know. The characters' voices move... Like the li- sorry, the lips move, yeah. but it's ever so slightly out of time with the actual voices, and it's it's really off-putting. It's like if you get a really bad quality copy of a movie or something, yeah. And it's it's just ever so slightly off, and it's irritating. It seems to get a bit better. I, either that, or I noticed it less later on in the game. But the acting at the beginning seems really off, and it's not very good. Then you realise that actually that's because these characters are going to die. <laughs> so they didn't bother paying for like decent actors for these characters that were going to die right at the beginning. Fair enough. <laughs> but the other actors, the other people that are like proper actors and all the rest of it, well, I'm sure they're all proper actors, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they're great. They're really quite good. And and as soon as you can get past this bad lip syncing issue yeah. and the wooden movements of the characters, it's got one of those intros to a game where it's such a bad way to start. It immediately put me off. The way that the characters move is quite wooden. And the way they interact with things in the world is quite wooden. And it, it doesn't feel as natural as playing something like, I don't know, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain's a great example, because it's that kind of game. Yeah. And Heavy Rain felt much more natural than that. Mm. But when you get into this, and when you forgive those kinds of things, because you do start to after a while, it's really quite good. Now, the characters in it are so fucking annoying. And to start with, again, that kind of annoyed me. But then you realise that it's entirely by design, because this whole thing is channeling a slasher flick. It's like Scream in a game. Oh, right, okay. And it's it's done so brilliantly well. So if you haven't seen the premise for this, the whole idea is that you jump from character to character. So you don't play one character. You'll do a section of the game with one character, and then you'll play out their scene, and whatever happens, happens, and then you move to another character, and you do the same thing. Not necessarily the same scene, but they're somewhere else, and, and whatever. But people will die. Or things will happen, and it's got this kind of Walking Dead style thing where if you do something, it doesn't come up as obviously as it does in Walking Dead, like, oh, he'll remember that, or whatever, but they do. They remember the things that you do. So later on in the game, if you've, like, bitch-slapped some dude earlier on in the game, and he doesn't like you very much now, and then later on, the guy that you were playing at that point is in trouble, that dude won't help you. Right. Because you bitch-slapped him earlier on in the game. And, and it kind of, and you get the impression that even though it's happening quite seamlessly, that things could have gone a very, very different way had you made different choices earlier on. And people die, and therefore the interactions with people and the people that you get to play later on in the game are very, very different because of it. But because, again, because it's happening so seamlessly, you don't know. It's really difficult to tell whether it's making a really, really big difference or actually a very small difference. From what I've heard, there are so many different paths to take in this game and so many different endings and ways that the thing can go that actually it is making quite a significant impact on the storyline. But it does this brilliant thing, and without wanting to give too much away, it starts off as a slasher flick, and you really get the impression that it is a slasher flick. There is somebody there coming to get them. Right. And then after a while, you start thinking, actually... 
there's stuff going on now that I don't understand how this could be a person. <laughs> yeah, this is just, it's starting to get a bit more weird. And then the top fucking flies off it and it's just like, hang on a fucking minute, there's some other shit going down now. And actually this is a lot more scary than I thought it was originally. <laughs> It's like, the problem with slasher flicks is as soon as the guy takes his mask off, yeah. it's not scary anymore. No. As soon as you know who the killer is, as soon as you've worked out, oh, it's that dude and it was that dude all along, the movie's just not scary. He might be doing exactly the same things as he was doing when he had the mask on, but it's not scary anymore. The way this handles that is that the guy gets disma- uh, unmasked, or the person gets unmasked, and then everybody goes, oh, it was him, and he's just like, oh, it wasn't those kids and their dog. And then it's just like, well, <laughs> hang on now, people are still dying. We've caught the guy. <laughs> people are still fucking dying. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, and then it all, and then it all goes, it all goes like really balls to the wall. But no, it's really, really entertaining. I haven't finished it yet. He's coming over again this weekend, and we're going to try and finish it. But I think I'm going to play it through again. Yeah. I'm th- I think I'm going to, um, after I finished, I'm going to play it through again just to see what the differences are. Because it's if it's as significant as I think it's going to be, hmm. the second playthrough could very much be a totally a different, different game. game. Yeah, 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 it could be really, really entertaining. And it's one of those great games that you can play with people. Yeah, the fact that, from what you're saying, the fact the choices seem to make a difference and the game changes as you're playing it, that's one of the the key issues that I had with, like, the Telltale Walking Dead games, for instance, whereas yeah. you made a choice, but to be honest, it still ended up being the same thing later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the choices didn't feel very permanent. Well, in this, people actually die, and they will die. And, and you, you can get the impression... And a couple of times, I've, I've managed to avert something, and I can tell that somebody would have died at that point. Yeah. And then I then my mind immediately starts going, well, hang on a minute, if they had a die, what would happen right now? Because this person is now integral to what's going on at this part of the game. But they could be dead. So it's really, it's really cool. One thing I did read, not the levels as such, but they're like set set pieces, aren't they? Yes, yeah, they are. So if one person dies, I read that some, like, there's some sort of uh, scene where you're going towards a lighthouse or something, and one of the two people that you, you're on this set piece with one of them dies and the other person just carries on as if that person hadn't died oh I've not seen that no but it might be that I, when I played that part I know the part that you're on about mm. but nobody died when I did it right okay well, yeah I read that one of the two people died and then the other person carried on as if oh well that person's dead right okay I mean something happened there at that point for me right but no, nobody died when I did it oh, okay so it's just like and sometimes you can't even tell what you've done mm. to cause that person not to die or to die it's kind of like, well, what did I do? What what happened wrong there? What choice did I make that wasn't right? But it's great when you've got other people, and it's such a great couch game. Because when you've got other people there, it's like, it is just like watching a great movie, but it's interactive, and everybody's kind of going, oh, what, oh, what do I do now? And you've got a timer, so you've got a certain amount of time to make these choices. Oh, right, okay. And it's just like, well, what do I, <laughs> what do, I do? Do I go left? Do I go right? Or do, you know, do, I, do I knock the gun out of his hand? Or do I try and duck? What am I doing at this point? And everybody's going, oh, duck, duck, duck. And somebody else is going, no, 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 hit the gun out of his hand. And you've got to make a snap choice. And then everybody's, like, the people who wanted to do that choice are cringing because it had the bad effect. And the other person's going, oh, you should have done my choice. And it's such a great, it's a brilliant, it's, it's really good. I think if you were playing on, on your own, it wouldn't have the same impact. It's still probably a great game. But I think one of the reasons that I enjoyed it so much is because I was playing it with people and it's just a really good couch kind of getting everybody together kind of game. And it's the same thing I did with Heavy Rain. We played Heavy Rain with a bunch of us and it was really enjoyable for that mm. reason. Had your brother-in-law played it already? No, he literally just bought it and came straight over with it. Oh, uh, right, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we were all really impressed. I mean, it's got flaws, it's got problems, but as a game, even if these changes aren't as sweeping as I have a feeling they actually probably are, it's still a great game. It's still a great game with good characters, good acting, and it does this thing where it knows that it has got unlikable characters, and it rolls with it. 
And it's not it's not bad design. It's by design. Mm. They have put these characters in there that you don't like. And the whole thing is that you've got to make these choices. And it's not as clear-cut as, well, I don't like that guy, but I do like that guy, so I'm going to let this fella die. Because you kind of don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, which one do I kill? <laughs> and it's, it's just not as clear-cut as that. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. It's it's not I don't it's not a killer app for me to go out and buy a PlayStation for. I don't I haven't seen a killer app for buying a, any of the new generation of consoles in my opinion. Yeah. But if you have a PS4 and it's been sitting there gathering dust and you're in any way shape or form interested in not just horror games because I've got to admit L wouldn't like this in terms of the horror aspect. It has some suspense, but it's very much a jump scare game. Right. But it's more of a mystery. It's like a mystery with horror elements. It's it's really insaneing. Definitely, you could definitely, definitely do a lot worse. I really enjoyed it. There you go. Right, anybody else been playing anything else? I haven't played this, but I watched uh, the Football Manager documentary yesterday. So is that basically a man putting together spreadsheets? <laughs> no, it's, a, it's more about the, the effect that Football Manager has had on real-world football, and it's now used by agents and by... The, the database is one of the biggest footballing databases in the world of players what and it's now used by Premier League football clubs to um, assess players and uh, in no association way. with their own scouting really no yeah holy crap that can't be real it is it's honestly real and football manager themselves the company Sports Interactive they I don't know if you remember this it's when you know when Wimbledon they were kind of moved like an NFL franchise weren't they from Wimbledon to Milton Keynes Mm. A club called AFC Wimbledon was developed out of the out of the ashes, basically, of Wimbledon. And Sports Interactive backed them from the very beginning and gave them the money to become a club. And they're now a football league club. And they started at the level of like your local team in the park, basically. Yeah. So they're, they're, doing, they're doing really good work within the world of football as well. Crikey. What? That's quite interesting, actually. But mm. consider it like, I'm not a, a football fan in any kind of regard but to see how a video game which let's be honest is probably one of the biggest franchises out there that's oh, massive it's been 20 or 20 odd years it's been releasing games for now it's got the longevity it adds new features it adds new bits and pieces every year with each game obviously it's going to have its flaws but there are there are die hard fans who i mean probably like yourself oh, who yeah. pre-order the new version or the the new release of it every year. I'm well over 200 hours on uh, Football Manager 15. Good grief. Football Manager 13, I think, was uh, over 700 hours. Good my... What What are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's happened to it's this podcast? world. God, that's coming but back. Yeah, it's not a game, but if, you, if football fans are listening, uh, people like Greg, go and check it out. I think it's so quite what, have, they, have they modified... These people aren't firing up the game, are they? Yes, this is, this is, they're firing up the game. This isn't a modified version of the database that's been handed out to scouts and people like that. They're, they're just actually loading the game. They use it in association with a thing called Prozone, which tracks players' um, movements on the field and their heart rates and all this sort of stuff. And they use it in association with that together with their real-life scouting. So you're you're telling me that the millions and millions and millions of pounds that get spent on football every year and the fucking idiots couldn't work out an Excel spreadsheet that works better than the, the club, football manager? The club manager. I support, they were bought by... Um, a group from Dubai who turned out to be absolute shysters but they didn't sign a player because on the Football Manager database the player that they were trying to sign wasn't as good as the player that they already had at the club no way yeah so some dudes just like can you that surely that's got to be the same thing as not getting the job because of your Facebook profile pretty much yeah <laughs> just like Trumping imagine that so you're not very good so we're not imagine being you. shafted out of a job because a video game said you weren't quite good <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the thing is, that player that we didn't sign is now plays for a Premier League club, and we're still in the first division. So yeah, yeah well, good stats. Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore because, frankly, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> Lewis, have you been playing anything else? I thought I'd go back. Now it's back on kind of general release, uh, and I'd play Deadpool. Ooh. And? Basically, for a hack and slash game, it's not too bad. It's very try hard, though. It's not quite as. natural. Yeah, so if you've got. If you read the uh, Deadpool comic books, for instance, he's very subtly in your face, whereas this is very, like, hey, look at me, I'm I'm really crazy and zany and. Isn't this an Activision game? Yeah. So I've seen I've seen quite a lot of YouTube videos. I did evaluate whether I wanted to get this or not, and I watched a few YouTube videos to see whether it was going to be up my up my street. And it seemed to me like the new Duke Nukem level of tryhard. Yeah. You know how they've got a character and they they just want to use all the really zany qualities of that character to the nth degree, so they go way too overboard with it. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm only two or three levels in, so I can't really talk too much about it. But, like, they overuse the breaking the fourth wall. They kind of take the fourth wall of it being a video game, and they've made the game about that. Right, rather than making it a game about a superhero that who occasionally makes a quip that breaks the fourth wall, yeah, they've made the entire game about that one joke. Yeah, so it's self-realising. Yeah, yeah. It's quite entertaining. There are some funny bits in it, and it is quite a. a it's fun to play on a bayonetta kind of level. But it's. I pay twenty quid for it, and I f- feel a little bit seen off. Oh right. So uh, it didn't. It didn't look like. It didn't look like my my thing. I've got to be honest, and for that exact reason, because mm. I wanted. I would want a superhero game, or like you know, a a, a, a comic book hero game. Yeah. That has an amount of that character's. Like, if you had an entire Wolverine game, yeah. where the entire time Wolverine was just sat there popping his claws, smoking cigarettes, and drinking Canadian beer, yeah, <laughs> you'd get annoyed, yeah. wouldn't you? And that's the parallel you've got to draw. Each of these characters have got a thing, and it's their thing. But you can't just put make that the entire game. You've got, you've got to have other stuff going on, great storyline, you've got to have really good combat mechanics, and, and all this other stuff, but also give it the punchiness of that character, and their thing pops up every now and again. Yeah. And it seemed to me like they'd just kind of gone, this is his thing, and he talks to his, his little yellow box, and we're just going to do that all the time. Yeah, and, and that's effectively what it is. So, there are three kind of Deadpool characters. There's the sensible side, the kind of zany side, and then there's Deadpool as himself. Like I said, it's enjoyable, but it's not one of those games that makes me want to sit and continue playing it on and on and on. Like, I'm happy to just put it down. I'm a little bit worried about the movie, for kind of that reason. Yeah, I am, but from what I've seen, I am i don't think they're going to go that way with it, because, like, Ryan Reynolds is pretty it's much... Yeah, he's, project, he's, he's pretty, yeah, he's he pretty so much made... gaunt in all of the videos that I've seen with him in it with like mm. without the mask on and stuff he looks he looks like he's lost tons and tons of weight he looks really gaunt and not very healthy <laughs> <laughs> to be fair he is a cancer patient in it so yeah, yeah I suppose that makes perfect sense actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you put it that way <laughs> I wouldn't spend any more than a tenner on it okay well um, alright can I talk about um, do you have any more football stuff to talk about Ross <laughs> no I'm done with games play. oh thank, thank god for that or watched <laughs> I, so I, I said before I've been playing GTA 5 I've got GTA 5 on the PC that's amazing I don't think I need to talk too much about it and I've mostly been playing the online but there's so much stuff that's been added to it and it's just such a 
such a brilliantly entertaining game. Mm. It's I think it's still relevant and it's still worth playing, but it's so, so good. It is really so good. But I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is the even more relevant and up-to-date uh, Super Mario. <laughs> Obviously, so this... you mean the, the new one on the Wii U, Richard? Uh, no, 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 Super Mario Brothers. The one on the NES. <laughs> is is this the one where your son was trying to use the yeah, mouse controller as a Wii <laughs> as a motion yeah. controller? Because <laughs> it's brilliant. Because they, they, it's not that he, he's not even played on a Wii. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just like he assumes. thinks it's a motion controller. He just makes the motion. It's a natural thing. We all did it when we were younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course we did. I do it on playing driving games now. So what, where this stemmed from was I, I've been quite keen on getting my kids into, into games. And they've got these, like, VTech tabs, these VTech tablet things. And they've all got educational games and stuff on them. And they're great. And they are educational. They help them learn to read and all this kind of stuff. But we've got a Wii. And there are some waggle-tastic games and stuff on that. And there is, like, Disney games and princess games that my daughter plays and things. They're so easy. I've been watching her play these games, and I'm just like, how is this gratifying? It is the easiest... All you've got to do is you, like, walk up to a bad guy. They can't hurt you at all, yeah? If they if they hit you, the, the character just goes, oh, no, and that's it, right? There's no fucking... There's no dying, and if something goes really wrong, the checkpoint's, like, two feet behind you, <laughs> so it's not a problem, yeah? And I was just like, this isn't teaching them anything. This is ridiculous. And every time she got to an even slightly difficult part in it, she's like, oh, I need some help. I'm just like, seriously, all you've got to do is jump up that box, you thicko. <laughs> so I was just like, no, I've had enough of this. I've had enough. They need to play some proper games. So I tried a couple of things, and it's the problem that is that Wiimotes and stuff is too complicated. Wiimote and Nunchuck is too complicated for them. There's too many buttons. They need to be able to look down and see what the hands are doing. That's too complicated for me sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, keyboard and mouse is too complicated for you, Ross. <laughs> I tried I tried games like uh, Sonic All-Star Racing and stuff, which is like new, newer-ish Mario Kart, but Xbox pads are too big for the hands. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, and, I, and I eventually I just went, to, what, what's wrong with an NES? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with an NES. So I got an NES. Nice. And I put them down on it. And uh, and I put them on Mario, Super Mario Brothers. And they could not get past the first level. And there was whinging, and there was <laughs> moaning. And, and I just went, tough. You get three lives. If you can't do it, tough. I never hear you whinging. I'll turn it off. Are you having fun or not? Yeah, yeah, we're having fun, we're having fun. Okay, well, I won't turn it off then. Don't whinge at me. And I'm not helping you. So you're basically making them doing the... You will... So, like, if you're... Yeah, you will smoke all those cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. You will finish (laughs) this level of Mario, and you will enjoy it. Well, look, I've got I've got an array of games. We've got uh, I've got the blaster gun as well, but unfortunately, they don't work on flat screen TVs, and we don't have a CRT TV in the house. So no, it's just a case of I thought they can enjoy these games, and I know I knew that they would enjoy them. And lo and behold, now I'll wake up. I'll come downstairs in the morning. And they'll have come straight downstairs, they'll have turned it on, and my, my daughter will be on level six or seven. Hmm. And she is loving it. They are both, I mean, Eli's four, and he is absolutely loving it. Yeah. He is loving this game. And it's just like, this is, this is what gaming is. <laughs> this is hmm. what it's all about. All of these wagglenomics and bloody newfangled things and all of this kind of stuff. The NES controller has got two big red buttons on it, yeah, and a freaking D-pad. All directions. So they've been playing, I've been playing it with them as well. When Hannah's brother came over, he was playing it with me. They're great games, they're simple, but they're entertaining, and they're hard, and they're unforgiving. We've, you know, I put Lion King on the SNES on for them as well, and they've been, they've been playing on that. That's hard, they're hard games. <laughs> People forget. You know, you lost your lives on those games. That was, you went all the way back to the beginning. There was no checkpointing. Yeah. You couldn't carry on from level seven. 
you you started <laughs> all over again. So they've been playing that. They've been playing Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I don't nice. know if you remember that. That is one of the greatest games. Unfortunately, I can't find Gremlins anywhere. Which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest NES games of all time. Yeah, because you want to give your children nightmares. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they're going to get that scared about the NES graphics, if I'm being honest. <laughs> no. But, um, the, they're, lo- they're having a whale of a time. The direction I was going with this is, if you're a parent, and you are fed up with spending ridiculous amounts of money on new consoles and new technology, and even the VTech stuff, you know, it's not exactly high-powered, the processors in them and all the rest of it, but they're expensive, and the games are like 20 quid a pop. Mm. Get them an NES. If they're that age, get them an NES or get them a SNES. You've got a back catalogue of ridiculously good titles, and they will have fun. Now, the downside is that it's still pretty expensive to get an NES. <laughs> <laughs> on eBay now. The games alone are 10 quid each. Yeah, yeah, but you can find them every now and again. You can find them in like a car boot sale, or you'll have a friend of a friend who's got one in their loft, and mm. they don't know what it's worth. So you buy them a case of beer, jobs a sausage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's... If you've got kids and you just you want them to learn hand-to-eye coordination, yeah. perseverance, that's a big thing. It's a big thing for kids to learn nowadays. They expect everything on tap. Hmm. My kids, I struggle with it sometimes, they expect everything on tap all the time and they want instant gratification. These things are not like that. You, they have to try at it, they have to persevere, they have to learn, it's hand-to-eye coordination, they're great, they're loving it, and I think that they're really good for them, on top of the educational games that they're playing as well. That is my little dad rant <laughs> for the week, but I th- honestly I'm really surprised by how well it's gone it's, they, they look, it, they've got the Wii, the Wii is right there and we've got more games on the Wii than we have on the NES and they will turn on the NES <laughs> so that's that's the kind of impact that it's had on them, I really love it oh, nice. right, there we go, uh, have we got any other games that we want to talk about before we one move on? one last game quickly, another mobile game uh, The Walking Dead Road to Survival it's a freemium kind of RTS but with a bit of a story to it. It plays quite nicely. It kind of plays like Clash of Clans <sighs> in a certain respect. So <laughs> okay. you build up, you're building up, uh, if you know, you've, you guys have seen The Walking Dead, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So you're basically building up Woodbury, but around that you're then um, kind of developing, uh, so you're playing through a story as well. So you meet the characters that you, you kind of know. So you've got the characters from the first series of the, in fact, pretty much all the way through. So you've got like the governor, Rick, Tyrese, Glenn, a lot of the characters that you know, but it's done in the same sort of art style as the comic books are. Oh, nice. Okay. Does it do that whole thing where you've like, you've built as many things as you can build and then it goes, right, you've either got to go away for two hours now and wait, or you've got to yeah. buy start. Oh, fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. That's the only drawback. But to be fair, I only play it when I'm on the train. Right. <laughs> apart, apart from the one night when I started playing it and I, may have played it for about three or four hours. Well, that is the most irritating type of, of freemium. I don't have a massive problem with some freemium models. Like, the way that they've done it on uh, on Fallout Shelter, that's the perfect way of doing it, in my opinion. Mm. And the way they do it on Pla- did it on Plants vs. Zombies 2, again, mm. no problem with that. You, there is nothing that stops you from playing the game and makes you have to either wait or, or buy whatever it is to get you to carry on. You mm. can spend money if you want to by virtue of the fact that you're enjoying the game and you're willing to spend money on it. But when the, when the games force you to do it, like Simpsons Tapped Out and stuff like that, yeah. ah, I will uninstall the game. As soon as I find out that it's doing that to me, I will uninstall the game. I can't stand See, it. That, that doesn't really bother me. And actually, the, there's enough of the story and the base building mode. So it is like a... 
because there are like RPG elements to it as well. So you you have to build and level up character. Uh, sorry, yeah, survivors in your base. You have to upgrade your base, obviously, and you've got the story as well. So I think there's enough of it in there that it that's not a massive issue. And by the time that you've used all your kind of points, as it were, so in this it's like fuel canisters or jerry cans yeah um, by the time you've used all those up you're kind of at a, a natural stopping point so okay. it it feels it doesn't feel like a massive issue to stop playing then and to wait for it to reload i just won't play it out of principle <laughs> can you imagine that anybody brought out a game on xbox or anything other than mobile and tried mm. to get you to do that well they do peggle ah no it doesn't stop you playing though well no it doesn't but no, well, that's the whole thing. That, that, that's what I, that's what I'm on about. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm all right with freemium models where you can continue to play, but you would advance faster. But ul- if- ultimately, we're talking about a mobile game. It is only for, like we said earlier, the something casual that you will put gamer. in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not. No, like I don't. Carrying, I don't guess. It's no, not I like don't I'm carrying an Xbox One around. <laughs> <in my pocket laughs> That's things worth fucking time. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be convinced. I think it's the dirtiest thing that's ever happened to gaming. <laughs> Aside from uh, whoever the fucking cock bollock was that decided they were going to put DLC cards in with games and then <laughs> try and charge people for the same content when they buy it secondhand, I bet it was coming. I bet it was the same guy. <laughs> I bet it was the same inbred twat that came on both you. ideas. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, mini rant over. Right, okay. Is that everything that we've been playing in the ridiculous yep. amount of time since the last podcast? It is. Good grief. Over if you're hour. not bored already, yeah, if you're not bored already, good job. Well, well done. Uh, <laughs> well, well, good on you for hanging around. Um, we're going we're gonna to take a little break. We're going to come back with some stuff that we've, we've seen while we've, been, uh, while we've been away. I think we might play a little bit of a game, and then we're going to fuck off. So that's the entire itinerary. So I may have just blown our entire wad to it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Really? Yeah, maybe cut that. Maybe cut that bit. We're gonna be back in a minute. <laughs> Be right back. Don't skip forward to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Do the Mario's! No! God, please, no! 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 Right, we're back. We're going to blast through a little bit of stuff that we've seen while we've been gone. So stuff that you've probably seen, and it's probably really old hat. So sorry (laughs) about that. Um, But it's uh, it's stuff that we've seen that's worth talking about. It's not news. It's kind of news, but it's not news. (laughs) (laughs) Things and stuff. It's things and stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is the things and stuff section. So, okay, what's the first thing and stuff? Pokemon Go. Okay. This looks amazing. So, it's basically, yeah, so it's being made by uh, Niantic. Now, that may ring a bell because they, the, they're the team behind, do you remember um, Ingress? Oh, yeah. The Google game? Yeah, so they're basically the team behind that, the Google startup. But it, you basically, it's pretty much as close to playing real-life Pokemon 
as you will ever get without creating mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always without nice. without making a flamethrower dog. <laughs> yeah. So you, from what I've seen, you like wander around and you get random encounters and you can catch Pokemon. There's going to be a peripheral that you can wear on your wrist so you can throw Pokeballs. That looks brilliant. What? And yeah, it's just going to be, it looks insane and I... Th- I'm probably going to shoot my load when it comes out. <laughs> he says it notifies <laughs> the user of an, um, a nearby Pokemon by the use of uh, LEDs and vibration. Wow. Yeah, okay, I so is this, is this an augmented reality thing? Yeah. Is this like you, so you hold your phone up and the phone shows you a little Pokemon walking around on the floor? I think that's going to be the gist of it. Okay. So, uh, okay. A small well, device I mean, called could... a Pokemon Go Plus will enable Pokemon Go players to enjoy the game even when they're not looking at their smartphone. The device connects to the smartphone via Bluetooth and notifies the player about events in the game, such as an appearance of a Pokemon nearby, using oh, this... LEDs and vibration. This could be quite good, actually. Yeah. So, if, if, it's, if it's the kind of thing where you hold your phone up and the camera on your phone shows you, like, the floor or mm. whatever, and but it superimposes a Pokemon running around... Pretty cool. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And if you could walk up to other people and have Pokemon fights with that other person... I think but it that's shows the both, idea. both of your Pokemon kind of superimposed on the real world. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, that's quite cool. I think actually. that is the idea. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I'm not particularly into Pokemon. The only parts of Pokemon that I actually enjoyed were the RPG elements. Because as a... Like the, the older Pokemon games, so let's say on the... Um, uh, on the Game Boy Advance, which are the ones that I play, I can't remember what they were, like red and green or something. I, li- I quite like the RPG elements. If that, if this is missing that, then it might not be as good. But if it's got the whole catching Pokemon and fighting other people element, that'd be quite cool. Imagine you're on a train. <laughs> Imagine you're on a train and it goes somebody opposite you is is playing it, and you both have your Pokemon suddenly appear in the middle of the train car and awesome. start fighting each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If it's that, and we might be, we might be hyping up a game and it isn't even that. <laughs> <laughs> But that sounds pretty neat to me, actually. I'm in for that. I've never played anything Pokemon, but that looks brilliant. I kind of hope that it's going to be... Because, like, Ingress was a free game. So I think they... I hope they're going to make their money from the additional peripheral and there'll the be game in-game beef. purchases there'll be in-game purchases and to be honest i wouldn't i wouldn't be against it if it was like five quid to buy the game or something yeah Do, you know give them a bit of money make a really good game and not have to rely on on in-game purchases and stuff like that and then hopefully mm. it will just be a really good full-fledged game presumably yeah. it's licensed by nintendo it's actually it's not pokemon yeah, isn't no. a nintendo th- license no it? It's by the Pokemon Company and uh, Game Freak made the original. Right, okay. Uh, made the game, make like the Pokemon games. So it's this is made by the Pokemon Company. Okay, that could be that could be quite interesting. I, I actually quite like the idea of this. I've got to be honest. If it's not a massive barrier to entry, and if it's something that you can just have a little bit of a play around with, I love the idea. I mean, this is something that some, that people haven't done, and I think it markets so well to kids. But do you remember quite a long time ago, and they might still exist? But do you remember uh, what did they call them? Like petting games, you know, like you get like virtual dog or virtual cat or whatever, and you Nintendo dogs. But like way before Nintendo dogs, you had a you had ones on the PC where it was like an alien and stuff. I can't remember. Definitely what they were desktop. Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They haven't done that, or I haven't seen that done yet with augmented reality, where you hold the phone up and it shows you your little pet there, mm. and you can and you can do stuff, and it, and it actually kind of superimposes the pet onto the the real life world. If they yeah. added that element into this and had it so that you could train them up or you could like pet them and all that, oh, that that would be pretty neat. I don't know how much I'd play it personally, but it, it sounds like it, it's got quite a neat idea. Everyone's always got their phones in their hands in front of their faces, so yeah, add that to it. Yeah, that's quite cool. And then nobody would have to have pets anymore. 
<laughs> Which is even better. Um, all right, great. Next thing that we've seen. Ross, have you got something? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the uh, Apple TV story. It's, uh, there's been an, in, uh, an, Nintendo, an Apple conference thing, wasn't there, recently? The last couple of days. Uh, Apple TV 4, I think, is coming out now. And it has mm-hmm. some sort of gaming... Um, Abilities with it. So, didn't the the previous Apple TV had gaming abilities as well, didn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's been described as a console killer, isn't it? In some places, really. Yeah, originally it was described as a console killer. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but well, I don't understand why because if it's in front of your TV and you have to hold a pad, it's a fucking console. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not, it's not a console killer. It's another console. It's basic. Yeah, it's basically going to be the iOS version of Anuya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or that Google Q thing, or whatever the hell it was that they tried to bring out and it didn't work. Mm. Um, Alright, if it could stream, if Apple weren't self-centred and actually made a deal with NVIDIA and put the NVIDIA streaming technology in it, mm. this could be really cool. I mean, it could be it could be kind of cool anyway, but... It's just I'm a bit in-house, isn't it? Apple, it's I'm a bit meh with Apple, Apple products. Yeah, I'm just a bit... Uh, Apple product. The, the, the long and the short of it is, is you it has a controller... That looks remarkably like the Wiimote. So it has a strap that you could put around your wrist and waggle it about, and um, then you can turn it sideways and use well, it like a regular you use controller. Your iPhone? Yeah, or your iPod, or your iPad. Or... Yeah, why, why, why are they bringing out another peripheral? This is Jobs would be spinning his grave, spinning, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> spinning. It's just Apple have gone so far off the reservation with what they should be doing nowadays. They don't seem relevant anymore. No. They've gone back to the drawing board and they've come up with these weird bastardised pictures of things that they think would be a nice idea, but mm. I just don't get it. I'm sure people will buy it, and I'm sure people will think it's a good idea, but there's a reason that the you flopped. Yeah. But admittedly, it didn't have an Apple logo on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, immediately you never know. Guarantees I mean, people, lots of sales, doesn't it? People yeah. seem to forget that there were MP3 players a very long time before the iPod came out, <laughs> but the iPod cemented it. Oh, the 128 yeah. megabyte little MP3 player. Brilliant. Yeah, Get four so, songs uh, I don't know. Right, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I must admit, I'm not. So, the, is it iOS? Are these iOS games? Is that the yeah? Crap? It's it's uh, it's got its own kind of again. It's got its own bastardization of iOS. So it's called TVOS. Okay, because the current Apple TVs don't use iOS, do they? No. No. Okay. They, so this is they use this something is a, else. Right. So this is a new generation of the Apple TV that that utilizes iOS. So it's them kind of integrating everything together so that they can sell the same games to everybody on different platforms. Yeah, I think iOS nine was announced, wasn't it, for September? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you are going to be able to play. Um, it's going to be cross-platform. So yeah. any games that you play on iOS, you can then play on the Apple TV on your big screen TV. So, for instance, you could play. Um, I don't know how it would work, actually. But you you should be able to play, like, Fallout Shelter. So, hmm. so effectively, this is Apple's version of Windows 10. Now, yeah, kind of. Right, so this is Apple going, we need to have the same platform for all of our different uh, devices so that people can play games on anything that they buy it on. This is Windows 10. You just described that. That's Windows 10. Pretty much, yeah. Spinning in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think, uh, w- without going off piece too far, uh, the iPen would have him spinning in his grave. <laughs> I just think anything. I just... The, the, uh, the point that they start playing catch-up with Microsoft is just... <laughs> not right. It is not right at all. No. And I'm sure people will buy it, but it just seems like such a... Apple were cool. 
Do you know what I mean? I never, I never wanted an iPhone, but I never disputed that they were cool. They had this factor. Everybody wanted one. Everybody wants that. And they, they were just premium lost devices. It. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. people yeah, wanted. Yeah. And they never innovated. It was always. Um, but they made it so appealing. Br- it was so user friendly yeah. for everybody. They took what was already there and made, made it, it better. Appealing. Yeah, exactly. And now, and now it feels like they're playing catch up again mm. with Ouya. <laughs> <laughs> Ouya and Microsoft. So, yeah, just that's as a, a, as that a side point, well. though, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pr- I'm kind of thinking that Microsoft are um, they they've really turned it around from yeah. the original Xbox One launch. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, so I, I kind of well, noticed month. it. Uh, yeah, last month rather <laughs> yeah. in the last episode. Um, I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode, but from E3. I really noticed that they are, they've kind of done an about face and they're actually the, the forerunners for me now in the. Yeah, well, Microsoft have been moonwalking away from the original Xbox One launch since they launched it. So yeah. they've been, I think they've got a comfortable few miles away now and they can actually see the scope of the landscape. So yeah. I think Mi- Microsoft as a company, and I don't want to go too far down this road because I could babble on about it for ages, but Microsoft as a company is suddenly seeming an awful lot more relevant and on the edge of, of what people want than they've ever been or than they've been for a very very long time and it feels like they're actually listening to people all of a sudden there's, which, a, ma- there's a major Xbox One um, dashboard update in the next couple of weeks which is full of um, Windows 10 integration I just if they get this right if they can pull this off in the way that they really want to and if they can push the games industry to go cross-platform purchasing mm. in the way that they want to do it it, it could completely shake everything up and it can make massive, massive, really, really good changes. I'm not saying Sony aren't doing very similar and very good things, but Microsoft, for me, feel like they're right on the edge of good stuff and they're actually listening to what people want rather than going, we're the biggest OS and uh, and console manufacturer in the world. We can do whatever the fuck we want and you're going to buy it. And people kind of went, well, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to connect. I don't give a shit about all this TV bollocks. Uh, mm. So screw you! I'm going to buy a PS4. <laughs> one thing, one thing from that is coming from the big update. If you buy and there's a certain set of games coming out, if you buy one for your Xbox One, you get a copy for Windows 10, so you can play cross-platform. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the whole thing. Yeah, this is the whole thing. Even and the, even the, though you can already you can stream to your yeah, true. Yeah, and, and you'll you be able to stream both directions. Or... But the, but the, the massive key, well, no, because I think they're linking it to your Xbox account, and that's one thing that they're going to be quite hard on. If somebody <sighs> is playing it on the Xbox, you won't be able to play the same copy of that game on the same account on the PC, because obviously that's just kind of that's just kind of pseudo pirating. Mm. Otherwise, you just buy a game, give everybody else your Xbox Live Gamer ID, yeah. and like loads of people could be playing the same game, and you could all be playing together, and you've only actually bought one copy of it. But the um, the ideas sound, and I also heard that they're planning, and I don't know if they're going to do this, but there was a, there was noise that they were going to start making cross-platform games, but they were going to make pad-only cross-platform games. So if you've got it and it's cross-buy, and you want to play multiplayer online with people on an Xbox One, but you've got a PC, you can do it, but as long as you're using an Xbox pad with the PC. So it's not That's giving cool. people with keyboard and mouse an, an advantage. Now, whether mm. that actually pans out or not, I don't know. But I really like the idea that I'll be able to play with Ross, for example, mm. on the same game, online, but I don't have to have the same console. Yeah. That's always been something that I've really wanted to do, and it removes the barriers. And it makes sense for Microsoft to do it, because everybody's using Windows on the PC if you're playing games, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are using Xbox Ones. So why the hell not do it? 
Yeah. Mm. Perfect sense, especially with cooperative games. I mean, I kind of get it for for versus games, you know, stuff where it's there's a competitive edge to it. But it's if it's a cooperative game, I don't give a shit that somebody else is I mean, using a keyboard the keyboard. The, the key point, like the key thing that stands out for me is like when we were playing um, Payday. Mm. Yeah. And I know that Ross would probably rather play Payday on the Xbox One, well, Payday Two on the Xbox One with a pad, um, and you would rather play it on the on the PC on the and PC. The, so the key, th- the key thing with a co- cooperative game like that is you're going to have more fun if everybody playing it is comfortable. Mm. So if, if yeah, exactly. you're more comfortable playing in front of a TV, then great. But if it's a cooperative game, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter that one person's got the slight advantage because they're using a keyboard and mouse. It doesn't bother me because it's cooperative. So why not do it? I, I really hope they do that. Anyway, that's our Apple versus Microsoft rant <laughs> 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 for the moment. Oh, there's been a lot of rants. Okay, um, what what else have we got? Shall I grab one of these even, even though somebody else, I think, put it in the document? Okay, so pre-owned game sales are up 25% in the UK year on year this year. Hmm. So... What's all this bitching and moaning that this? <laughs> I, I, now, this, does this indicate an about face by um, by brick and mortar retailers in uh, in reselling games? Are they are they actually starting to agree that they're going to take slightly less of a cut from them, or is it publishers going? Do you know what? We can't combat this, so we're not going to try anymore. I kind of hope it's the publishers thing. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, kind of, the yeah. major, the people, I want to buy secondhand games, and do you know what? All right, game or CEX or whoever it is, I know they're making money out of it, yeah. and I know I know that somebody is going to be making money out of it somewhere along the lines. But do you know what? If I can go and buy a game for eight quid, I couldn't give a shit. No, true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no. care as a consumer. I don't care if I have to go and buy it, and a big chunk of the game content is missing because the person who bought it originally used that scratch off DLC thing. That annoys me. That is irritating. But I'm not going to go out and buy the full-fledged copy of the game to get that content. No, because chances are you're going to be able to buy the DLC separately anyway. Yeah, but but then also DLC is far too expensive. I mean, traditionally on Xbox Live or whatever it is, DLC doesn't come down in price very often. I mean, yeah, you've got sales and stuff, but oftentimes Mm. you could go to CEX, buy a second-hand game for like eight quid. Let's say it's uh, Batman Arkham City. Mm. Yeah, You buy um, the game for eight quid second-hand. You go, okay, well, I'm just going to go buy the DLC that I can't get because somebody else has already activated the code. So I go on Xbox Live and go to buy it, and it's a tenner. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, hang on, this is a really, really tiny, tiny bit of gameplay. I've just bought the entire game for eight quid. Why would I pay a tenner <laughs> to get the add-on? That makes absolutely no sense. So, is it a big thing? Well, it says the £126 million pounds, um, on... Uh... Okay, so yes, it is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's your answer. Yeah. 25% up on uh, previous years. The majority in, of pre-owned three, games are... Only one in three titles pre-owned are being bought on the PS4 or Xbox One, so a lot of them are still uh, 360 and A PS3, lot of it's but... digital now, though, isn't it? An awful lot of people yeah. are buying digital downloads. But this is a great... This is the golden point now to go... There is an awful lot of content on the PS3 or the Xbox 360 that I didn't play. Yeah, if you buy an Xbox 360 now, you've got a plethora got, of games. You've got a back catalogue of incredible games that, alright, if you can handle the fact that maybe the graphics aren't quite as good, but let's face it, for the majority of these games, that doesn't matter. Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain, in my opinion, is still one of the greatest games that came out on the previous generation of consoles. And it still stands up really, really well. 
Last of Us is another excellent example. And you can go out and buy these games. God, the God of War series. You can go out and buy these games now for nothing. Yeah. You know, th- there'll be offers on in game or CEX or wherever it is. You can buy, you know, three for a tenner. That's an awful lot of gameplay for not very much money. It's so a it's lot a of hours time. of entertainment for 10 quid. Yeah, it's a great time to go out and buy the previous generation of console. But again, talking about the whole NES thing, it's probably a relevant thing anyway. I mean, there were some excellent titles on the original Xbox yeah. or the PlayStation 2. If you can handle the fact that the graphics aren't going to be as good, and they're really not going to be as good, but, you know, there's some great titles that you can go back and play now. I think I think the thing with the NES, compared to the possibly the PlayStation 2 or the original Xbox, is that... The graphics are so bad that they've shifted into retro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There is a point at which something becomes so old that it's no longer bad, it's retro. <laughs> and at that point, it's cool again. So that's okay. <laughs> and I think that's probably what the NES and the, and the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive and all the rest of it have got at the moment. But uh, I think this is... I think uh, I, Does this matter on the grand landscape of, of purchasing games and stuff? I don't think so. I think the prob- that probably the majority of this is people doing exactly what we've said. Yes. It's going out and buying the previous consoles generation. And I've still got a PS3, and I think I'm going to do this. And I've walked into game, and I've got to admit, I spend more time looking at the pre-owned PS3 section than I do looking at the new stuff. Yeah. And that's that's what I was just about to say. Whenever, I, like, I don't know how often you guys frequent a game or CEX or whatever, but normally, I, like, if I'm out and about in, in town or something, I'll pop in and go into the shop just to have a quick look. Which I generally don't buy anything, mm. but I'll have a look. And I'll just... I will spend most of my time looking at the pre-owned games because, one, they're generally a shit ton cheaper, Mm. they've got more of a selection than new releases, and you can, like Ross said, you can buy, nine times out of ten, you could buy three or five games for a tenner. And that's a lot of game. Yeah, it is. And a lot of the time, at this point, the the reduction in cost of these games has reached reached saturation point. So if you buy three for a tenner, each game's, what, £3.66 or whatever, £3.33. And um, if you have got, I don't know, 20, 30 of these games or something, and you go, okay, fine, I'm going to go on Facebook or Gumtree or wherever, and I'm going to sell my console and this big pile of games that I've got for it, you'll probably get that back. Oh, yeah. You'll probably get that money back like for like or very close to it. So it's like it's an, it's a bit of a no-brainer for going out and buying second-hand games at the minute. Mm. It's something that I kind of hope never goes away. And I think that this might be our vinyl. Do you know what I mean? I think this might be our, our medium that never goes away because everybody's trying to really push in the gaming industry at the moment to go digital download mm. because it's yeah. a, for them it's a win-win. You know, it's a guaranteed sale, and no... it locks. Yeah, it locks to you. You can't shift it around unless you know Microsoft do what they're planning on doing and all the rest of it. But it, 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 there's no overhead. There's no stocking. There's no you know. There's a lower amount of staff involved in having to maintain it and all the rest of it. It's just a win-win for Costs them. Costs down, profits up. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, there are always going to be those people that want a physical copy of something. There are always going to be those people that want the paperback book or that want the vinyl record or the CD. Or that, you know, there's going to be that. And I kind of hope it never goes away because I do quite like walking through a store and looking in the bargain bin and going, oh, look, I can get like, these five games for £15. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll probably buy them. And I'll play games that are probably golden games of their generation that I wouldn't have other- otherwise played. And I picked up some like that and gone, how did I miss this? How the heck did this slip me by? And it was probably because it was 45 quid when it came out. You know? Yeah, you thought I'm not paying that. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not paying that. But yeah, at this point, absolutely perfect. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. So, just going back to DLC, 
Bethesda have announced that they are going to do the the season pass for their DLC is going to work out to about twenty pounds ish. Is this for, inc- for Fallout Four? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. For yeah. Fallout Four. Um, that's going to include all of the DLC packs. So any DLC they release ever. Yep. For what, Fallout so Four. Not the first it. three or the first year or anything like that. No, no, Just no. Like every DLC. Every DLC. Okay. They ever release. So they were about a tenner a pop. Uh, yeah. Originally, yeah. and that's for five potentially five packs. So working on the basis that they stay with that kind of pattern, which they've not stayed with many patterns with the Fallout 4, so God knows what they're going to do. Yeah, so it's about £20-ish. I think it's $30, so... um, But for unlimited expansion stuff... Brilliant, man. That's got to be good. And that includes um, the regular free upgrades as well, or updates. So, for instance, I think the... One of the examples that they used was like um, Skyrim adding um, hardcore mode or whatever it was, and um, yeah, so you like get mounted. all that get all that kind of stuff free anyway. Yeah, but then you, get you also get free. all the all the big expansions that they bring out that, that yeah. otherwise so you would have to pay individually additional for. content. Brilliant. Yeah, so this is a lifetime pass rather than a season pass, really. Yeah. Pretty well. And are they going to stick to that? Because it's just a worry if they call it a season pass. At some point, they're going to renege on that and say, actually, do you know what? We're going to bring out something really big and you're going to have to pay for it. I want another 20 quid off it. Well, I hope they don't, but to be fair, they, they don't seem like the type of company that would do no, that. I no, I don't. So. They, would, they always seem very honest. Mm. Yeah. You know, they, they seem like kind of, I don't know. Bethesda have got this uh, this uh, appearance right now of the good guys in the gaming industry. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody else feel like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The the only problem with that would be is, for instance, they go the way of, um, I think it was Arkham. Well, actually, it was uh, Assassin's Creed did it, and so did one of the Batman games, where I went out and bought the season pass with the game on the day of release, and they only released like one DLC pack for Black Flag. Mm. Um, really? I spent, yeah, I spent twenty quid on that. Yeah, that's pretty hard for one for one small. Yeah, and, the, and how much was how much pack. was the DLC individually? Uh, the DLC was like two or three quid each for, but these are just aesthetic changes, so you could get different um, robes for. But really, if you, yeah. if you pay for a season pack, you're not paying for the individual tiny little aesthetic changes. You're paying for the content updates. Yeah, you want the content you? update. That's, that's what you and want. That's only, why you're buying it. Yeah, the only content update that they released was um, a story for one of the characters, Adewale. Um, Who is a great did, character. He was a great character, but it didn't add a massive amount to the original story. It just added kind of another yeah, so, like a, a spin off to that yeah, hmm. yeah which you could then buy on its own for like i, I don't i honestly anyway. don't think that bethesda will do that because if they've if they're smart they'll make this lifetime pass available for a limited time hmm. and so they'll go okay so for the first however many months of the game being released you can buy this lifetime pass after they bring out maybe the first or possibly the second dlc they need to pull that lifetime pass and go okay that's it now it's gone yeah because yeah. at that point, anybody who is smart enough to buy it, great, you can get everything that's coming out now for free. Yeah. But after the second content update comes out, for example, it would become cheaper to buy the lifetime pass retrospectively and then get all of the content 
than it would to buy the content separately. Mm. So they need to pull it eventually and then go, okay, you've had your chance and now we're going to release everything. So they're still making money. Yeah. And and people can keep getting content updates. If they do that, and I kind of get the impression that Bethesda, they're going to make enough money off this. Fallout has become such a big thing and it's so integral to the gaming industry now. It's such a big name that (laughs) it's... I mean, I don't know the figures. I don't know the figures, but I would imagine that Fallout comes close to, if not surpasses, the Elder Scrolls series in terms of financial income now. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's just a guess. It's not far off if it doesn't. But both of them are such massive, massive titles. But Fallout's managed to branch out into this other stuff, which is something that they haven't yet done. I mean, they, yeah, all right, they brought out Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, that went really well. Uh, <laughs> but they, hopefully there's going to be something they can make a lot of money of, and they'll keep bringing out content updates, because... Fallout New Vegas released, and I don't think Fallout 3 does, but Fallout New Vegas still stands up really quite nicely. And if you put all the mods and packs and all the rest of it on it, you can make it look beautiful. Same as Skyrim, you can put all these mods on it that make it look really, really graphically better than it was when it first came out. Mm. That will make it so that Fallout 4 is still able to stand up on its own many, many, many years into the future. And if they keep bringing out updates for it in that way, they can keep making money from it. Yeah. So yeah. why the hell not? Hmm. I'm going to be buying it. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to be buying it on the off chance because I kind of trust Bethesda and I, I really do hope. And to be honest, I'm the kind of person that in a game like Fallout, I would use the um, the aesthetic mods anyway because yeah. I, I love I love the game and even an aesthetic mod for me would it would be quite nice and add, add a little charm and an additional thing to the game as long as they don't go crazy and put stupid things like massive bobbleheads on the characters or anything like that. <laughs> You know, as long as it's like in keeping with the theme of the game, I'd be proper, mm. proper happy with it. Yeah. Okay, definitely. good. Right, last thing, and then we're going to move on to our little game. Is there a last thing, or is that it? Yep. Uh, well, there is a little thing. Uh, okay. Sticking with the Fallout 4, um, Bethesda released a promo video today, uh, basically detailing the special attributes. It's quite a. I hate using this word. I've said it many, many times <laughs> that I hate using this word, but it's quite a charming cartoon. <laughs> yep. Um, talking about the strength attribute of the special system mm. that they use. Um, it's worth a watch. Uh, it's quite entertaining. So. I think what they're trying to do is, I think they're trying to make Fallout accessible. And this yeah. is something they've never, ever tried to do with the um, with the Elder Scrolls series. And possibly rightly so, because Elder Scrolls is a very kind of hardcore-ish fantasy series that a lot of people yeah. are really into. And I don't think they necessarily need to expand their market for it. But Fallout has got the potential, because of the comedy charm that it has, to be more accessible to a lot of people who've never heard of it. I mean, it, Fallout 3 was the latest generation of, of this game. And, or not the latest, but Fallout 3 was the first kickoff of the 3D generation of this game. And there will be an awful lot of people out there that went 3 well, I'm not buying that because it's the third game. What happened to the first two? Yeah, so there'll be a load of people out there that have never bought it. Now, after the uh, the mobile version, you know, the mobile games and other things that they've done, they're making it much more accessible to people that have probably never been involved in the franchise whatsoever. And this, I think, is a good idea because the special system is such an intrinsic part of the Fallout series and it can seem really, really off-putting because it's all stats and points and spreadsheets and people will look at it and go, oh, that, that I don't want to get involved in that bollocks. <laughs> you know, I just want to shoot people. Give me Call of Duty. If they can come yeah. up with cool little, like, interesting videos that explains it in a sensible way and actually it's really not that bad. It's, it's really simple. It's not difficult. Put your strength up, punch people in the face. Job's done. <laughs> you know, it's And that's not pretty hard. much the gist of that video yeah, well, that's it. That's exactly it. And Fallout is really quite simple. You know, it's not a particularly complicated game. It can get more complicated if you really delve into it. But actually, yeah. on the surface of it, it's really accessible. And I think that's what they're trying to do here. And 
they're very smart. I think they've been very, very smart about the about the release of Fallout 4 in general. I've got a funny feeling that Fallout 3 probably surprised them. I think they probably knew that Fallout was going to be quite a big thing, in so much as reviving a retro series ever is. You know, when they make a remake of a film that came out years and years and years ago. Hmm. There's mm-hmm. always this fear from the movie industry that it's it's going to flop. You know, it's a nice idea, but is it going to flop? And there's probably that kind of feeling about Fallout 3. They didn't know whether it was going to flop or whether people were going to pick it up or not. And an awful lot of people that we know that follow us on Twitter were too young to play the original Fallout games. They probably never even... They might have heard of them, but they wouldn't have played them. So trying to market a third game in a franchise to people like that, who are 16 or 17 years old and have never played the original games, that's a really difficult thing to do. And I think they're now trying to be a bit smarter about the accessibility for the game and try and get more and more people into Fallout 4 and, uh, and make it a killer app for the, for the latest generation of consoles. I think it's going to be great. I'm yeah. really, I am proper excited about this game. <laughs> I'm really, really quite excited about this game. I can't wait for it. But, but, uh, again, I'm really, really concerned about my PC. <laughs> I, really, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to hack it. I really don't. I'm going to I'm need to rob somebody. At this point, it's cheaper to buy an Xbox One and just get on there. That's true, actually. That is, I don't think I'm going to do that, <laughs> but that that may very well actually be true. Okay, cool. Right, look, we've waffled for ages. Let's take a really, really short break. We're going to come back with a little little podcast game, and then we're going to bugger off and leave you guys to your to your day, evening, whatever you're doing. All right, so be right back. We're back. We've got a game. I don't know if it's going to be very long. Hopefully, it's not because I'm traditionally not very good at these. <laughs> um, so, Ross. Yes. I don't know what this game is, so explain it. Tell us what we've got to do and explain how I can win. Okay, it's not going to take very long at all. It's, um, everyone knows, play the cards right, right? Yeah. Higher, lower. Oh, I can do this. Exactly. What we're going to do is we're going to use Twitter and people's Twitter accounts um, to get our higher or lower dumb, uh, figure. Okay, I suddenly don't like this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to give Lewis, I'm going to flip a coin. Lewis is going to choose if he wants to go first or second. Okay. And then I'm going to give whoever goes first the choice of the uh, category well, on, in which they're going well, to be well, getting higher or lower. No, no, stop. Hang on. You're going to flip a coin and then Lewis is going to choose whether he wants to go first or second. Uh, heads or tails, sorry. Where's, where's the point in flipping <laughs> the coin? Okay, fine. All right, we'll do this. <laughs> right, uh, Lewis, heads or tails? Heads. It is tails. Rich, do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go second. Okay. So I'll give Lewis the choice. Lewis, do you want to do entertainment... Or music? Entertainment. Okay. I'm going to give you five seconds to answer each one just to try and negate the possible cheating. (laughs) Because (laughs) you know him so well. Because I do cheat. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the entertainment category, your first card is Jonathan Ross. And he has 4.7 million followers. Okay. So, 4.7 million, higher or lower. Lord Sugar. Higher. This may not last very long. It's uh, yeah. You're out of the first one. He's got 4.4 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a couple of rounds. Okay. <laughs> we'll do best of three. So, right, Rich, you yep. have got music. Oh. How well do you know okay. music? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay, your first card is Lily Allen. Okay. She has got 5.3 million followers. Okay. Your next card is Rita Aura. Higher. Get lost. <laughs> Five million followers. Oh, get lost. She's on X Factor and everything. Surely she should have more. So <sighs> this is uh, 
massive failure so far. Um, no, one, no one won that round. <laughs> so, Lewis, back to you with entertainment. And we're going to give you... Hang on, well, why do I have to stay with music? Right, we'll, we'll, we'll swap it over, so I'll go with uh, music this okay, time. Okay, you want music? Yeah. Okay, Lewis, you can have music. And we'll play off of the last card we had, which was... Um, Rita Ora with Rita 5 Aura, million. Where is she? There she is. She's got 5 million exactly mm-hmm. on Twitter. So, Rita Ora, does she have more or less? Or is this card higher or lower than Rita Ora's 5? Um, little Mix. Lower. <laughs> little Mix has 7 million followers. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't even know who they are. <laughs> Who the fuck are Little Mix? Isn't that like we uh, get from the sweet shop? All right, Richard, no, that's entertainment now, then. Okay. Russell Brand. Okay. Has, come on, Twitter, there we go, 10.7 million followers. Wow. Does Anton Deck have more or less? Higher or oh, fuck off. Uh, higher. <laughs> oh, come off it. Anton Deck have 5 million followers. Oh, come off it. How, how are they less popular than <laughs> Russell Brand? This is we are a poor Lewis. We are a poor judge of popularity. Yeah. <laughs> right, Lewis, you got entertainment this time. Okay. Alan Deck, five million. David Mitchell, peep show actor, higher or lower? Higher. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. The fuck. David Mitchell has one point seven million followers. <laughs> I think this is who we would ra- like. I prefer David Mitchell. Yeah, who who we would Alan rather Deck. follow. Yeah. So all I, so effectively what we're saying right now is all I've got to do is on a fifty-fifty flip, get one right here, yeah. and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the over. winner. Yeah. Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm right. on it. Rich, music. I'm going to go against my gut. Okay. Little Mix have seven million followers. Okay. Does she's she's called Cheryl now? Higher or lower? Cheryl, Cheryl who? The cold lady. Oh, oh, fuck off! That's not fair because she made them. <laughs> um. Fuck it. Higher. Oh my god, she's got 5.6 million followers. Oh, get fucking bent. <laughs> Ross, this is a stupid game. <laughs> well, I'd just, like just like to point out why is there no gaming? <laughs> it, uh, it, that tw- Twitter doesn't have pre made lists for gaming accounts. Oh my god. Okay. Last, last round because this is embarrassing for everybody involved. David Mitchell Lewis has 1.7 million followers. Mm hmm. Does Gok Wan have more or less? Less. He does. He's got one point. Oh, no. He's got a card. No. Right. Following on from Gok Wan. Don't let me lose this stupid game. <laughs> does Richard Ioadi have more or less followers than Gok Wan? More. Oh, Lewis is out of one. Unfortunately, he only has 281 followers. Who the fuck is Richard Ioadi? Oh, 281,000, sorry. Um, Moss. Moss from ICQ. From... Oh, okay. Right. okay. Rich, to win this whole thing, you have to get more than one right. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. <laughs> no pressure. Right. We had Cheryl last time. She's got 5.6 million followers. Does Ed Sheeran have more or less? More. He does. He's got 15 million. <laughs> now it gets tricky. 15 million for Ed, um, Ed Sheeran. How many followers, or is it higher or lower, does uh, Paul McCartney have? Oh, come off it. He's going to be bizarrely retro, isn't he? <laughs> less. He does, 2.4. Oh, oh fuck in it. your face, Lewis. <laughs> fuck it. Do you want to see how many more you can get? Yes, I do. Okay, let's go from Paul McCartney's 2.4 to 5 Seconds of Summer. I don't know who they are either. More. 
They do. 7.4 yeah. million. He's on a roll now. Oh, I'm just guessing. 7.4 for five seconds or summer. Ellie Golding, higher or lower? Lower. He is. 5.3. <laughs> He's on this now. Ollie Mers, higher or lower? Higher. 6.5. <laughs> I'm just alternating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One Direction, higher or lower? Higher. It is 24.9 million. Good lord. Uh, Lady Gaga. Higher. It is 50.5 million. <laughs> okay. Um, let's find... Um, this one, Shakira. Lower. 34.5. I think this is a, a whitewash. <laughs> Coldplay. Oh. Lower. It's five seconds. Yeah, 15.4. Oh. Pharrell Williams. Don't know who he is. Lower. <laughs> seven and a half. <laughs> just seven Lewis. and a half followers. That's it. <laughs> so just like, yeah, who's the half person who can't be bothered? Um, Sam Smith. Who's Sam Smith? He's uh, doing the new James higher? Bond soundtrack. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Smith has 3.4 million. Oh, I, okay. I don't know who that is. And that brings our game to an end. I'll get some gaming ones for next time. But Okay, that sounds like a, probably a better idea because I won that completely by accident. But I got so many points that potentially that should roll over to the next game that we play and I should win that by default. <laughs> no. What? Not happening. Why not? <laughs> that makes That's just from a mathematical point of view that makes sense. This is a fix. <laughs> <laughs> Favoritism. Let's face it, Lewis. It was it's a 50-50 chance. No, At that point, I was favoritism. due one by accident. <laughs> like, the laws of I'm averages. I'm not taking any other response other than it's favoritism. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that even in a game of 50-50 chance, until right at the end, we were both failing miserably. <laughs> Like, we should have got one right by accident. Okay. I did. Okay. And then I fucked it. <laughs> okay, well, I hit Lady Gaga, and then the rest of it was a bit of a no-brainer. So yeah. that was that's my excuse. Okay, fine. Right, that's our game for this week. I actually quite enjoyed that. If we could keep that possibly slightly more relevant to the podcast next time, that would <laughs> yeah, probably be a little bit better. Gaming and gaming yeah, that like sounds YouTubers, quite good. maybe. I won't know any of them. <laughs> no, me neither. So, that has been Ready Player 2, episode 58. Is it episode 58? It is. Oh my god, episode 58 for this week. Um, right, everybody's going to do a little bit of a shout-out, man's going to be slightly longer than anybody else's, so... Obviously. Ross, where can people find you on the interwebs, and what have you been doing, and what are you going to be doing? Uh, you can find me at rossbell1984, and the only plug I have is for my football podcast. It's been going for six years, and we're nominated for a podcasting award, the UK Podcasters Awards. We're in the final three, and the award yeah. show is this Saturday night. Oh, and are you going? I'm not going, but Colin is going to represent us. Oh, who's going to represent you? Who's he going? Uh, Colin. He's going. Colin's uh, going. He's taking his mum to an awards <laughs> show in Manchester. <laughs> rock and roll. Wow. <laughs> I hope he wins. That'd be amazing. But yeah, so I don't have anybody win, else from the show here, but my my mum's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my mum. Obviously, it's just nice to be nominated, but fuck it, I want to win. No, but top three. Top three sporting podcasts in the whole of the UK mm. I mean there's got to be a lot of sporting podcasts in the UK themselves. there was like seven pages in there, so. good. Oh, seriously that's pretty impressive though dude good job yeah, I'm trapped with it. well done right Lewis where can people find you on the interwebs and what are you going to be doing soon uh, you can find me on Twitter Louis underscore Kong pretty much anywhere with Louis underscore Kong and that's about it not really doing much else that's it no events no, nothing else coming up no 
Eurogamer in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Eurogamer in a few weeks, EGX. That's going to be extraordinarily exciting. Nobody going to the more recent Glez Gamers soon? No. Or Glez no, Games? They, no, they've just had one uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they're I, doing really well with that. Yeah. There's very a lot of buzz about Glez Games at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're growing significantly as well. So, like, the first one was just a couple of guys playing video games in a pub and now it's kind of growing into something a lot more so yeah and they've been on news and and all kinds of stuff so he's doing it simon marshall isn't it yeah he's doing so. really really well with that so if you listen to this simon which you know you're probably too big for us now but <laughs> you're good job yeah, we made you <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure he, he did it himself but it's it, yeah we made you <laughs> yeah and dave don't forget it <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't to do with your massive streaming following or anything like that um good okay so I'm going to pitch a little bit higher. <clears throat> well, actually, possibly not higher than the top three sporting podcasts <laughs> in the whole country. But um, So, in the month that we have not been podcasting, I've released a book. It's rubbish. Don't read it. Don't, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut, no, it's not. Have I read you read one it? page and it was awful. I've oh, charity shops and near you. Lewis, was it the chapters? Hmm? Sorry? Was it the list of chap- chapters? Was it the index? <laughs> just read the thank you on the front of it for now. <laughs> was that was that it? Was that Pretty what you much, read? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not enough uh, pictures. I've I've released a book and it's it's a little bit bizarre for me and it's gone it's kind of blown up fairly nicely and I'm now rated in the top fifty books on um, Kindle in the techno thriller science fiction category. Jesus. Which, yeah. Which is a bit odd. I mean, it's. I would imagine it's quite a small category. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's probably Rated just... in the top fifty of about five books. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's like a couple of fishing books in there. <laughs> like, like some angling paraphernalia. Um, but no, it's it's doing quite nicely, and it's got some really really positive reviews, and and people are really liking it. So it's called Static Push. You can find it on Amazon. Um, just search Static Push on Amazon. It's really cheap. Um, it is on Lulu.com as a paperback because I've released a paperback edition now and everything. <laughs> so it's an actual physical book. It's a science fiction adventure. Um, it's got the kind of humour that you would expect me to put in a book in it. It is a, lots it of is, anal jokes. It is a serious. There's not. There's not that many. There's. There's a couple. Um, it's, <laughs> it's. 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 It is a serious science fiction book. It is. It's got. A, it's got a real story. It's not a joke. It's not a send up. It is a proper science fiction book. It has got the kind of humour that I enjoy and the banter, etc., that we have on the podcast. That kind of stuff is what I've tried to put in the book. It's gone down very well with everybody who's read it so far, and it's got some really good reviews. So if you're interested in science fiction, or even if you're not, and you want to just give me some money, that's fine. <laughs> just go. Go ahead and go to Amazon. And um, and, uh, and if you've got Kindle Unlimited, you can get it for free. And if not, then you can pay three pound sixty six, which is fuck all. That's like a pint. That's I like think nothing. I paid fiver for it. Did you? you got you got ripped <laughs> off. Did you, where did you buy it? <laughs> It's never been a fiver. It's never been a fiver. Okay, but yeah, that's me, and that's what I've done. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Zebwen. That's Z E B W E N. You can find all of us at Ready Player Two. That's Ready Player T W O dot co dot uk, and you can find my writing at Richard Hyphen Horsley dot co dot uk. Uh, and recently, I wrote a great article um, that caused the internet to explode, and uh, my website got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been I've been writing stuff on my website, and one of the most recent things that I wrote is an article about why the Game of Thrones TV show is better than the Game of Thrones books. Apparently, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> 
um, and resulted in an awful lot of internet backlash. So if you're the kind of person that is going to disagree with that, just just don't go to my website. Just don't just don't look at it. I think that's probably the best thing to do. Uh, that's when us. are we doing Ready Player Two presents uh, static static, static push, push. The radio play? When are we when are we doing Ready Player Two does static push as a radio drama? Yeah, I'm going to go with. Never. Uh, someone out there <laughs> space direction for it. Do you know what? Do you know what? I would absolutely love to do that, but ask me if I have got the time or patience to rewrite it as a radio play. Someone listening. Does. So, yeah. So, so if, if anyone's listening, if and anyone listening they can write a radio play, that'd be smashing. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great because we can't just do it as a narration. It's like Christmas because special we, this year. We're gonna have to do it as a radio play with sound effects and everything. Possibly even fart sound effects. I mean, that'd be excellent. <laughs> There's almost no farting in it, but. You, That'd be good. Yeah, pew, pew. yeah, there's no lasers either. Oh, so, no lasers. <laughs> no. There's no, there's no what lasers. What sort of fucking sci-fi book is it where there's no lasers? <laughs> I'll change my review. No lasers. <laughs> Not there enough kind views. Of, there are kind of, there are kind of lasers. They're plasma. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not that kind of sci-fi. It's, right. it's you just Amazon read. It. There is a free sample. Don't go leaving a review. Go to geocities. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been that has been Ready Player Two episode fifty-eight. Next next time I say I would say next week, but it's probably not going to be. Next time we're going to be back, and it will more than likely be an EGX laden episode with all of the cool cool stuff that we found at EGX. Um, and hopefully cool. we're going to have L back as yep. well because she'll be back from LARPing. This is us. We will be back very soon. We have not died. We are not going anywhere. We will reach 100 fucking episodes. God damn it. <laughs> and we will see you soon. Goodbye, everybody. I'll repeat that. Bye. Bye. <laughs>